intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to the dog on it trucking show where i get to talk to some of the great trucking influencers uh, and this week is no different uh, kim richardson is on the show with us and we get to talk about a lot of different things uh, stay till the right near the end when kim talks about transrep and the interesting things that that company is doing uh, so great interview i gotta thank kim he is certainly a trucking influencer let's get on to this week's interview with Kim Richardson of KRTS, and he does so many other things. A great interview. I know you'll enjoy Hey, Kim. Welcome to the Dog On It Trucking Podcast. How are you doing, Chris? Real well, Kim. Real well. Good. What are you doing up? Uh, I see you're in your office today. Uh, that's kind of unusual for you. Yeah, well, Mondays and Fridays are generally what I call oh. detail day. So if you're going to catch me in the office. That's good days to catch me. Mondays and Fridays. Oh, perfect. I'm glad I caught you and, and I can catch up to you. Um, I got a question, kind of. We've known each other now for how long? Geez, we've had this debate a few times now. Uh, I want to say over two decades. I think that's a very safe statement. How long do you think we've known each other? Uh, I think it's even, it might be longer. Because um, I was with, I've been on my own for six years with Old Republic for about 15. So that's 21. And we certainly knew each other when I was at TNT. So, that's when we met. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be over 25 years. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be 25 yeah. to 30. Yeah. Got us. I remember those meetings out of the Ontario Trucking Association. That's when you and I first met. Yeah, and I actually missed those meetings. I, I thought they were a huge value. Well, they were. And, you know, OTA has certainly, uh, they've evolved and, and pivoted as they've had to over the years. But those safety meetings were awesome. I, I learned so much surrounding ourselves with great people, right? Yeah. As a young guy, they were important. Yeah, they, I learned a lot there, and I met a lot of people like you there. Yeah, and vice versa. But anyway, I, we do want to get into a few subjects, I think, today. And the first one I'd like to ask you about is, what the heck is this acronym, NRRS? That stands for the National Recruiting and Retention Symposium, which uh, we founded, Transrep founded last year, and uh, we're having our next event April 23rd and 24th this year. Cool, April 23rd and 24th, so that's a two-day um, event. What's going on? Why? Um, I mean, I had the privilege, privilege of coming there last year, uh, but why would I attend this year? What would be the benefit if I was a recruiter to attending the event? 
So first of all, Chris, I mean, not only did you attend, and you're a pretty humble guy, you're a, you're a sponsor, so thank you for being a sponsor of that event. And you know, without the sponsors, it doesn't happen, quite frankly. And you know, last year we had uh, 120 people. Uh, we sold out, we were turning people away. So this year we moved the venue to Lion's Head uh, Conference Center in, uh, in Mississauga or Brampton, uh, depending upon where you look on the internet. But, uh, you know, this is geared 100% towards the HR department, okay. the recruiting and retention department, and uh, middle and senior management. And last year, uh, through our analytics, uh, we were able to find out that over 50% of those people fit that category. So uh, this year is going to be another stellar event for sure. Well, who do you have coming? Um I mean, I, I remember one speaker in particular there last year that I got a lot what? of value from. Well, that was Scott, was Scott Ray. He's coming back. Is he going to yeah. be back? Yeah, Scott's back. Uh, he's got a whole new, uh, whole new presentation on uh, geared towards, uh, you know, recruiting and retention. Uh, he's back by popular demand. We've got a really interesting speaker. Uh, they're all interesting, but Joel Mandebaum is the uh, publisher of uh, Increasing Your Visibility and Crushing Your Competition Online. And with today's technology, as we all know, uh, it's very important in recruiting and retention. And I've heard Joel, and uh, us getting Joel to our event is, is pretty special. So, sorry, I didn't know Joel was gonna be there. And yes, I'm happy to sponsor the event, but it really hits home for me because as I launch a new podcast uh, of course i'm all over social media so you've seen uh his talk what might i learn about social media and how to use it for business yeah so actually joel's up uh, joel's background is he was involved in transportation years ago uh, oh, cool. when he was a young guy he's got a little bit of a transportation twist to him as well and at the end of the day you know uh from a recruiting perspective uh, for, for companies, it's about the right fit, and a lot of that can be done uh, out of the gate, uh, step one, I would call it, uh, through the online process. And Joel's going to walk us through that. Uh, the other uh, folks that we have involved, uh, including Scott Ray, uh, Kelly Henderson is coming in from, from the Atlantic provinces to, to talk about the younger generation and recruitment and retention. Uh, of course, Jeff Topping is back and Mike McCarran are back by popular demand as well from our analytics survey. And uh, they're gonna be focusing on recruiting and retention, both separate panels. And the carriers and experts we have involved from my perspective, Chris, are, uh, are the best are, are best in class for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to the event. And, uh, you know, now that you tweaked my interest with the um, the social media. I really want to be there. I'll, I'll make sure I won't miss that one. Now, what else? Is there yeah, anything yeah. else? Yeah. Is there anything else we should know about NRRS, National Recruiting Retention Symposium? Yeah. So it's really a one-day event. The night before is uh, the Appreciation Night, uh, the Transportation Appreciation Night, and it's going to be a. Uh, a cocktail party and appreciation night that gets going around 6.30. We're going to have tons of prizes, great prizes for those, for those who attend. 
Um, sponsors are inviting out some of their customers, potential customers. We're expecting uh, we're expecting a great turnout for that. And that's uh, if you can't attend the symposium itself, that night is uh, food and drink for sixty bucks, and includes uh, includes a chance to win some great prizes. Now, is that where I saw an interview being done last year? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm working my memory here. I know we had uh, marketing Mark was in from uh, from the U.S. with Scott, and they did a bunch of videoing and and uh, put together a, a nice little uh, follow up for us. But uh, yeah, there's going to be lots happening both days, and uh, it is a certificate day as well. So anyone who attends a full day will receive a certificate of completion, which outlines all the different things that are being taught that day. So uh, people. We'll be able to use that, yeah. for sure. Was, well, before we leave NRRS and switch topics a little bit, Kim, is there anything else that we need to know about the recruiting retention? No, I would just say the only thing I'd like to wrap up with, Chris, is, you know, uh, uh, L3 is the leader in simulation in the world, uh, both uh, for for commercial driving as well as many other areas, and they're sponsoring our national Recruiter of the Year Award, which last year was Leanne Quayle from Quayle Transport. And for all the companies that listen to this, uh, you know, these recruiters and, and HR people should be recognized. So get their names in and, and let's recognize a great professional out there in the industry. Yeah, I would agree. It's a tough job and uh, it takes a lot of skill to do it. And a good recruiter can save you just a ton of, ton of money. Now, yeah, sure. I, Thank you. I, I want to say congratulations because recently I attended the TTSAO annual convention and I know you and, and a group of people have a lot to do with that. Uh, how was that event for you? It's always excellent. It's always excellent, you know, and, and Chris, there's just so many great people in this industry who give their time and resources and that's really important, you know, because there's so many and I know it's in every industry, but there's a lot of different symposiums and uh, conferences and seminars that go on, and they're all worthwhile, for sure. So, very important. Yeah, and your work with the TTSAO is also very important because I know there's uh, TTSAO is one of the lobby groups, for lack of a better term, that work hard with MTO and the university uh, group. I, I don't know what you'd call it, but there's changes coming, I think, um, that TTSAO is helping to influence. What's coming down the pipe that you are able to tell the public? Oh, I'm happy to share that uh, currently there's a group of industry stakeholders that are meeting uh, to align the mandatory uh, instructor qualifications that will happen. Uh, they have uh, they have laid a date out that they expect to have this by uh, implemented and and out uh, in the province. And, and I applaud uh, I applaud the government for doing this. You know these instructors uh, a they should receive the proper education uh, to teach uh, entry level and existing drivers. And there's a number of great courses, some that you know of very well. That people uh, should attend to become better. You teach them, so you know the importance of it. So instructor qualifications are coming. Uh, you will see them, I would say, by end of summer, uh, 2021. 
and uh, there's a group of great people, including those from TTSO, that are involved in, in the curriculum and the standard. That's, that's good news because I do believe that um, mandatory entry level training, one of the flaws in it was not having qualifications for who uh, was training the drivers. 100%. And as you know, we were at that table for all of those meetings, Chris. And, you know, we shared our concerns with government in two fashions. Uh, number one, that the instructor qualifications needed to be dealt with. And equally as important is mandatory entry-level training for DZ drivers. So the dump trucks and ready-mix trucks and, you know, all those big trucks that are out there with uh, the same capacity uh, as... Uh, as a commercial vehicle tractor trailer. So I know they're looking at that as well. And this instructor qualification is another step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. And is there any word yet? Uh, you were able to put some sort of a time frame on the instructor qualifications. Is there a time frame for including DZ in the um, in mandatory entry level? Yes, I, I, I can say that there hasn't been a time frame set for that. You know, uh, what's the old saying, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time? And this is a pretty big elephant that the ministry and the industry is tackling. And thank goodness they are. It's long overdue. Um, I'm hoping that after instructor qualifications, uh, we'll just move right into DZ. And from our perspective, from an industry perspective, it's not going to be that difficult. Uh, we did a lot of heavy lifting with the AZ. I guess we should call it ELT now, not MELT, because it is going across nationally. So NELT, I guess, National Entry Level Training. All these acronyms. Yeah, and you mentioned that it is going across. Have, I mean, for the longest time, Ontario was the only jurisdiction in North America that had any minimum training for tractor trailer drivers. Have any other jurisdictions yet uh, rolled it out? Uh, yes, they have rolled it out. Uh, and I don't want to name the provinces in case I leave someone out, Chris. But I can tell you that from a federal perspective, there was an announcement uh, last week about the NELT standard. And, uh, you know, Ontario has been a leader. They've been a leader in this from day one. And I know that other provinces are using it as a model. You know, I think that we also deserve to, uh, or if there's some other deserving parties, it should be mentioned here. I mean, I know that the PTDI standard, uh, there, there's a lot of that in the MELT standard and going to be in the NELT standard. I know you're very involved with PTDI as well. Yeah, PTDI has been very good to me, and uh, that's the Professional uh, Truck Driver Institute in the U.S., but there are a, a number of Canadian schools, uh, truck training schools that are also members. And uh, it's a great organization. I know KRTS is a member of PTDI. The, so the national, I've read the, the press release for the national standard that's being rolled out for mandatory entry level training. Um, are there any major changes, do you think, from what the minister uh, said? No, no, I don't think so. I think that uh, other provinces are going to be like-minded, you know, from uh, an association perspective. Uh, TTSAO's uh, flagship curriculum is 200 hours. So when they announced the MELT at 103.5, I mean, the membership of TTSAO, so that's great. That'll maybe help with some of the 
less reputable schools out there or help them improve and bring their standards up. But you know, the TTSAO for, for years, uh, many of their members, most of their members offer a 200 hour curriculum. And uh, just as clarification, with PTDI, um, you know, the, the programs are certified, so there's no way to really become a member. Um, you actually, your program is certified and, uh, you know, that's that's global now. I mean, you know this. You, I think you were in Germany, weren't you? Yes, I had the privilege of being sent to Germany to audit a uh, location. Absolutely. The, um, j just going back to the standards, 103.5, what does, you know my background's trucking insurance. Yeah. What does the insurance industry generally say about 103.5? Geez, I'm going to get myself into trouble here, but that's okay. I'll, I'll comment anyway. You know, when you talk to some of the insurers, they're uh, they're supporting the 200-hour program. Yeah. And, you know, they're saying that the highest standard, obviously, uh, is what they want. Now, I think where insurance companies are, are being very, um, let's say, the, their understanding of the fact that the 103.5 hours um, is acceptable as long as there's a good finishing program tied back to the carrier so what we're hearing some insurers say is yeah we'll write that insurance on the melt program but the carrier better have a pretty good finishing program or we're not going to write that insurance whereas if they take the 200 hour course 200 hour curriculum it's a little bit more easier for the insurance company to to supply insurance and you know it's just a percentage they, they'll only insure a percentage of their driving population. Yeah, I mean, statistically, uh, believe it or not, new newly licensed drivers um, typically don't have real serious catastrophic crashes. They have yeah. what I call the oops, you know, they yeah. rip the trailer door off, um, they cause $10,000, $20,000, significant incidents, but they're not out there having the catastrophic losses generally speaking right. Um, right. but you still need a proper finishing program I believe to get them through to minimize even that type of a loss for sure Chris and, and I couldn't agree with you more you know one of the things that government and industry need to remember that we can have all these wonderful programs but if the insurance industry is not going to insure them you know we've got to make sure the insurance is on side and We've been pretty good at getting insurance to the table at the government level so that they hear the needs and wants of, of the insurance industry. They're playing an important role. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They, I mean, and, and as we both know right now, insurance is going crazy as we're, we're taping this. It's been a hard market. Yeah, I hear that term hard market one more time. I'll tell you. Well, I mean, it is, it is a fact. It is a very hard market. And, you know, Chris, I don't want to sound like uh, too negative when I say this, but we needed this hard market. We really did. I mean, the insurance carriers and companies, they've been bleeding for a bit. And, you know, they're taking it, uh, they're cleaning up, helping clean up the industry. And I mean that in a, in a very positive fashion. Yeah, and I would agree with you I, that the majority of the companies that are having insurance renewal difficulties deserve to have insurance renewal difficulties. There have been one or two that mistakenly got mixed in uh, with that bath water and thrown out as well, but 
on the whole, I have to say that, you know, the right ones are being targeted and the good companies with proper practices are being left alone. Yeah, and I, I think that term for the most part is a, is a good is is a good thing to say. I know that there is some carriers who are being painted with the same brush as the the less than reputable carriers uh, because some of these good carriers have to offset the cost of some of these bad, which is unfortunate. I think uh, there's been a lot of talk about the captive market. I think there's been a lot of talk about uh, different ways to ensure entry-level drivers and take a look at drivers, meaning uh, psychometric testing and cognitive testing. And we see some insurance companies, I'm going to say behind the curtain, taking mm-hmm. a look at that sort of stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah, there's there's a lot of new things coming down the pipe. Um, now, I got a question for you, as, as listeners might think if they've never thought about it you know we kind of toss back and forth some of the questions but here's a question i didn't prepare you for so hopefully you can answer it um i never hear you say a bad word about anybody and i've said this to you in person before that um, somehow sometimes i know you well enough i'll see you in a meeting and i can see you biting your lip but you never say a bad word my question is, where in the heck did you learn that from? Is there somebody, you know, you've had many mentors in the past. Uh, who set you up for that? Because that's one of the, the strongest um, ethics uh, that I've seen. Most of us, unfortunately, don't adhere to that nearly as strongly as you do. Uh, where did you learn that from? Oh, Chris, thank you for mentioning that and, and saying that. I never really thought too much about about this, but it started with my grandma. You know, my grandma, she uh, she raised 16 children, and she had the greatest outlook on life, and her term about people was quite simplistic. Uh, there's good and bad in everybody. Some you just have to look a little harder for the good, and I think those are, those are great words to remember, and you know, I would much rather talk about the positive. I find, I find talking negatively, especially about people, I find it very toxic, and I actually find it toxic to be around people who want to talk negatively about people. It does, it does us no good. Yeah, absolutely, it doesn't. And as I say, a compliment to you. I've never heard you say a negative word, uh, no matter the situation. And sometimes you are in your position and your politics and stuff, you're being goaded into the the thing and, and uh, you know, compliments to you. You never fall into the trap. Well, thank you for saying that, Chris. Um, I'm, I'm not, I can't say that I'm not guilty sometimes of, of maybe uh, talking a little bit negative, but I always try to chew on my words before I spit them out. I think that's really solid advice that I've learned over the years as well. Yeah, and I think that's really truthful. One of the other things I do admire about you is time management. You always manage to um, make time for the important things. And somehow, I don't know how to describe it. I just know that you control your time very well. How do you do that? What have you learned about time management over the years? Chris, you know, early on in business, I would say in the early 90s, I was I was just terrible at time management. 
we were juggling a lot of balls. We were uh, we were trying to diversify, and I just wasn't good at it. And I took a course. Uh, you know, Reagan Wood uh, was our who's that our teacher. Reagan Wood. Shout okay. out to Reagan Wood. Uh, she was our teacher at Mohawk College, and it was probably one of the best courses I, I ever I ever invested in. And, you know, we all get 24 hours in a day. It's up to us how we spend them. And I have become uh, I'm very proud of my time management skills because, uh, you, know, you know, what's most important to me is my family. And if I manage my time properly, I get all the time that I can possibly need with my family. Right. Now, do you have any tips or tricks for time management? Yeah. You know, I, Chris, I should mention, uh, I've put together a presentation called Time Management and Life and Businesses, uh, Life and Business Lessons Learned. And uh, I've, I've done this presentation a few times. I really enjoyed it. But one of the things I, I say to people is, how are you spending your time now? And when you ask that open-ended question, people will have a response, but then I'll respond with the question, how do you know? And what I mean by that is, is if you just took a week of your time or a week, allocated a week and wrote down and documented the things you do in your day and then tie the time frame to it, you'll be amazed after a week when you calculate your work time, personal time, social media time, uh, taxing time. And I know that may sound difficult to do, but I want every listener out there, anybody who's watching this, if I can do it, anybody can. And that's a, that's a great tip. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, if you want to manage your time, put together your to-do list before the end of each business day, follow that to-do list the next day. Now it's going to grow because things happen on a daily basis, but your to-do list is really, really important. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, you mentioned public speaking. Um, you've given a uh, this program, seminar, presentation um, to different groups. Are you available to give it out? I, I say give it out. Are you available to present to other groups? Yes, Chris. Uh, you know, every year I sit down and, and think through my 12 and 24 and 36 month plan and I'm committing uh, this year uh, 2020 uh, and 2021 to uh, going out and making uh, this presentation to anyone who's interested at no charge other than travel expense where applicable but uh, you know Chris both you and I were pretty fortunate to have some pretty great mentors and they paid it forward to us and remaining humble it's now time for me to pay it forward and investing in our youth is very important to me investing in people is very important to me and uh, i didn't understand the impact that the presentation had until i delivered it uh, first to the delta new alpha in toronto and then a few months later at the private motor trucking council of canada's young leader program mm -hmm. and some of the compliments and comments i got back were pretty rewarding so i'm looking forward to doing this i got a couple gigs coming up uh, that I've uh, been asked to participate in, so it's going to be fun. Well, good. Hopefully, I'll be at one of them that I can hear. Um, because time management for me is—it's uh, a struggle. I think it's a struggle for most people. It's probably still a struggle for you. Um, does it ever get away from you? Um, I would love to say it does. I—I I, I really 
think at times it does, but I'm so structured with my time management. Uh, you know, I believe that everybody should work half days. Uh, it doesn't matter which half, either the first 12 hours or the second. <laughs> and if you're going to be successful in life and business, that's a good way to look at things. And I think it's also important how we work. You know, uh, part of my presentation, I talk about the wearing the busy badge. And uh, I've mm -hmm. tried to eliminate busy from my vocabulary. I think that uh, people hang their hat on, oh, I'm busy. Well, what are you busy at? What does that mean? What does busy mean to you? So uh, I, th I think that uh, managing your time, uh, if you're going to be successful, is ultra critical. Yeah, the, and I'm guilty of that. I, I can work a 10, 12, 14 hour day some days and get nothing substantial accomplished. But I was busy. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Chris, if you took a look back and wrote down uh, in that 10, 12 hour day when you say you didn't get anything done. I bet you got a lot done. Um, you just, you don't realize it until you, until you write it down. You know, um, it's, it's pretty amazing what you accomplished in a day. Now, when you take a look at, was it, was I making money or wasn't I making money? Sometimes when you're doing those things where you're not actually making revenue, you're creating revenue because of the programs you're developing and the customer service or sales calls you're making. And uh, you've got to be proud of yourself where you've come since uh, Safety Dog was launched. Well, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Let me tell you that. You know, now I know you are on time management and I know that uh, you schedule everything. So, you know, being careful of your time, uh, last words, what, what does Kim have on the go that uh, he would like to share? Oh, geez. Well, I can tell you that uh, a lot of my focus uh, the last couple of years has been with TransRep. Uh, you know, uh, we have a great team that manages our, our businesses, and, and we're very fortunate that way. Matt is heavily involved with the management of, of Matt Richardson is heavily involved in the management of KRTS. Yep. Uh, my daughter, Jamie Phillips Richardson, she's heavily involved uh, helping out on the TransRep side. My focus, uh, my focus over the next couple of years is going to be on TransRep. Uh, we continue to grow that brand with uh, through uh, our uh, my my uh, some of my teammates don't like me call it head hunting, but it is what it is. We've growing that sector of the business. Is our time up? We'll see you later, Chris. <laughs> Well, no, I just, I forgot. I have an alarm set every Monday at 10 to 1 because I generally, I go live on uh, Facebook at 1 o'clock. But uh, Good for you. So that's part of your time management. Yeah, I, I set an alarm, you know. So um, where, TransRep. I don't know much about TransRep. It's, I mean, I certainly know KRTS and that's a well-known brand. What does TransRep do besides, you mentioned uh, personnel or headhunting? Yeah, well, originally we started out, uh, uh, TransRep was founded based on the fact that uh, we were going to use all of our connections to introduce services to companies who may not know about them and assist in the, in the blockade uh, that's generally okay. put up when, when a service or product is trying to get in the door. And that's been very successful for us. We have a number of companies 
who have used our services. Uh, from that, we got involved in the in the uh, mid middle and upper management uh, personnel service. Uh, that's been very successful for us. Uh, the symposium falls under the Transrep brand. Uh, we've been doing some M&As, some mergers and acquisitions. Uh, and uh, my goal over the next 24 months is uh, we're going to button down this uh, this placement and uh, headhunting business for middle and upper management. We've got some great ideas. And that's where I'm going to be spending some of my time. And, you know, in regards to time management, I'm going to take 100 days off this year. So I'm looking forward to that. That That's flipping awesome. That's one third of the year. Congrats yeah. on that. Congrats Thank on you. trans rep. I mean, I know that you have your fingers in a lot of pies, um, you know, a lot of hard work, uh, TTSAO and, and working with the government, which I thank you for, you know, you've got KRTS and Matt does do a great job of uh, the day-to-day -day operation there, but I know you still keep a finger on, on that. And now you've got trans rep, you've got the, uh, as our friend used to call it, the uh, the fish rat. What was? <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. The rearview mirror. Oh yeah. yes, the rearview mirror. Yes. That's funny, man. And you know what? Our friend was one hundred percent on the button when he called it fish rat because when we launched it uh, after the first couple of issues, I'm not sure I'd even wrap my fish in it. And I know that's what our friend was referring <laughs> to, but you know we've uh, we've grown that to. Uh, Thousands of subscribers on both sides of the border, Chris and Lisa, my lovely bride, uh, she oversees the Ruby Mirror and, and everything that happens with it. So there's a lot of moving pieces to our businesses and I will tell you that uh, we are so fortunate to be surrounded by so many great people that help make our businesses successful. We wouldn't be where we are today without them and that includes you. So thank you for all you've done for us. Well, thank you, Kim. And uh, last words? You got any, uh, did we leave anything out today that you wanted to talk about? Geez, no, I, I don't think so, Chris. I, I know the only thing that I would probably mention to the industry as a whole is, you know, your support in reference to some of the things that are being working worked on from a, uh, government initiatives with DZ licensing and instructor qualifications. Everybody's support is important and getting your voice out there and participate, get involved. We can use you. Yeah. Well, I thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for spending, you know, roughly 30 or so minutes with us and our viewers and listeners. Um, Kim, thanks so much. I appreciate everything that you do for the industry. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do this. It's a privilege. Thanks for sticking out to the end there. That was a great interview with Kim Richardson. And don't forget to click like, subscribe, leave me a comment, leave me a review. Uh, it helps out the show so much and I can be able to get more and other trucking influencers onto the show. Thanks so much, safety dogs out.